This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. From London, I'm Rochelle Travers and this is The Standard. Ever feel like you're being watched? Well, last month, the faces of thousands of fans on their way to watch Arsenal v Tottenham were scanned by live facial recognition. In a bid to catch criminals and supporters barred from attending games because of their previous behaviour. Now the standard can reveal that this type of technology, which was used by the Met Police at a Premier League football match for the first time, has resulted in three arrests. So facial recognition technology which is able to match faces after the event has actually been around for quite a few years probably more than 10 years actually what's changed and what is improving all the time and in the last few years at real with real speed is the accuracy of the algorithm and that's the real um, game changer here we now have an algorithm it's an algorithm that we've independently tested through the national physical laboratory so we we, we have assurance it's 100 percent accurate when it comes to retrospective usage and we understand how it works the inner workings of the algorithm if you like. The head of intelligence for the Met, Lindsay Chiswick there, speaking recently about the benefits of live facial recognition when it comes to helping police identify and locate criminals, along with other wrongdoers. However, concerns have been raised over the use of this controversial tech. Privacy campaigners say by using these methods, police are treating football fans like suspects, claiming it erodes public freedoms, wastes public money, and is not an efficient crime-fighting tool. When approached with these comments, a Home Office spokesperson said, the government is committed to making sure the police have the tools and technology they need to keep people safe. I'm now joined by Rachel Burford, our chief political correspondent, who's been looking into this issue. Rachel, first of all, just explain for our listeners, what exactly is this live facial recognition technology? So live facial recognition technology is rolled out at big events and um, big crowds. And it involves placing camera vans at places where lots of people are going to be walking past. And basically everyone that walks past will get their face scanned by this by these cameras. And it sort of feeds into this huge database that uh, police forces compiled. And that will include sort of wanted offenders, you know, criminals, people they're looking for. And all of the faces that walk past, their images are scanned against this database. And any any face that flags up in the system is then sent to police officers who sort of check it manually. And then if it's a match, they um, inform officers on the ground to go and make an arrest. And how is the Met using live facial recognition? The Met has previously been sort of using this quite sparingly. They have done sort of trial runs. It was used um, sort of one of the big sort of famous times it was used, it was reported as being used was at the um, King's Coronation. They used it there, scanning crowds, and they did make um, a few arrests on the back of on the back of using it. And the Met told me that they've been doing sort of targeted operations in the West End as well. And now they have begun rolling it out at Premier League football matches for the first time. Do we have any idea of the sort of level of success police are having by using this technology? Yeah, so the Met have said 
it has been successful in the few times they've used it. So they used it for the first time at a Premier League football match last month where they rolled out the Arsenal versus Tottenham game and three people were arrested on the back of them using it. People that are were subject to football banning orders, which means their previous behaviour at matches has resulted in them being banned from future games. Um, their faces were included in the database for the first time. And uh, one person, uh, one man was caught for being in breach of an order and he was charged. And there was another man charged. He was he was arrested because he was wanted on recall for prison for sexual offences. So the Met are sort of arguing that, you know, there's three people at that match that have been taken off the streets who could potentially have been, uh, you know, caused harm to the public. Why is live facial recognition so controversial? It is controversial. I mean, you know, some people have described it as Orwellian. We've got a spokesman for Big Brother Watch, the civil liberties campaign in the paper today, arguing that you know you wouldn't be expected to hand over your fingerprints if you wanted to attend a football match. So this sort of mass surveillance is dangerous. And although you know Britain is a, a fairly liberal and free country compared to others in the world, but you know having a sort of mass surveillance of citizens does feel like um, it's not an efficient crime-fighting tool. But police argue against against these groups and are saying that it is actually very important to keeping people safe, particularly in these events that attract large crowds. The policing minister has written in the standard defending the use of the technology. What did he have to say? Yeah, so Chris Phelps, the policing minister, is a big advocate for using both live facial recognition and something called passive facial recognition, which is where you have photographs of people and you compare it to CCTV. Last week, he announced plans for shops to be using passive facial recognition where they capture shoplifters on their CCTV and then the police compare it to their sort of database so they can catch prolific shoplifters. He's also you know, sort of said he wants to have a mass facial recognition database um, that includes everyone's passport photo. And he has said, you know, this live facial recognition, particularly in you know big cities like London, which have huge crowds of people, particularly when we sort of face threats from, you know, all sorts of sorts of groups, having this rolled out at somewhere where there's going to be lots of people, you know, tens of thousands of people, you know, crowding the streets is actually a really good tool to help keep people safe. Let's go to the ads. After the break, more from our chief political correspondent, Rachel Burford, on the future of this type of technology when it comes to policing. You know, the Home Office have, have said this is sort of the way forward in policing in many ways. It's we've got so much CCTV around. We've got these cameras. We've got these technology. You know, why shouldn't we be using it? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. 
QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Still with me is our chief political correspondent, Rachel Burford. Rachel, is live facial recognition something we're going to see rolled out and used with football matches around the country? Yes. So I think... I mean, it has started being rolled out at more sporting events. Obviously, this is the first time it's used at a Premier League game. But there was a game in Wales in 2020 where they sort of started rolling it out. We've seen it rolled out at concerts as well. I think the Beyonce concert in Cardiff was used. Obviously, it was used at the Coronation. Um, it was used at the Silver Silverstone Grand Prix as well last month. So I think it is something that the police are keen to use and they argue that you know the technology has improved so much they say you get sort of one in six thousand flags incorrectly um obviously it's checked by a human and they say that the last few you know times they've trialed it in the west end it hasn't you know flagged up anything wrong every single match has been a, a direct match and they haven't had any any problems with it so i think it is something that the police are keen to use particularly when you've got those huge crowds of people they know they're going to have lots of people walking past lots of people going to be captured by this and they have a potential to catch more offenders and away from big events do you think we're going to see more of this type of technology used in day-to-day life yeah i mean you know the policing minister has said they would like to see it to catch to catch shoplifters you know uh, shops are handing in their CCTV. They've got of people you know, stealing things from their shops and handing that to police and then police using that to compare it to their database of offenders and then catching the people that are prolific shoplifters. So I think we're going to see it used in those sort of those sort of cases a lot more. And, you know, the Home Office have, have said this is sort of the way forward in policing in many ways. It's we've got so much CCTV around. We've got these cameras. We've got these technology you know, why shouldn't we be using it? For those listening who might be concerned about privacy when it comes to this, facial recognition has been used for a while now. Is it that different from what was already used? Yeah, I think privacy campaigners have a point in that, you know, having everyone's face in a in a database and being scanned when you don't know you're being scanned is does sound quite Orwellian. And although, you know, we have a you know, very free, we're a very free country. This is the sort of technology that you may more associate with places like Russia and China. To that, I think the police say, if you've not done anything wrong, you don't have anything to worry about. They, the Home Office have also argued that the algorithm has improved massively in the last few years. So like I said, they're only incorrect Flags coming through the system happen one in every 6,000 times. They say it's actually less than that because when they've trialled it in London previously, it has come up far less. There have been sort of warnings as well from privacy campaigners about how it may flag ethnic minority faces incorrectly more than it flags white faces incorrectly. But the Home Office again argue, look, they've had a court case for this and it found that there was no sort of racial bias within the system. Um, there obviously are concerns, which the Home Office and the police are being trying to be quite open about and trying to say, you know, this is something that does actually keep people safe, particularly in those large crowds, particularly in these big events where you're going to see lots of people crowding together. You can read more on this story and others in the Standard newspaper or on our website, standard.co.uk. And that's it from this episode. This podcast will be back on Monday at 4pm.
Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.